Welcome to this podcast of sermons at CUNY United Methodist Church. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 19th chapter. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, and there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector, and he was rich. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was, and he was unable to, due to the crowd and because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up sycamore tree in order to see him, because he was about to pass through that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him. Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. When the people saw this, they all began to complain, saying, He has gone in to be the guest of man who is a sinner. But Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I am giving to the poor. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, I am giving back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, I am Pastor Mia. I forgot to say that this morning. And it is such a joy for me to be with you. So we are back to Luke, the Gospel of Luke, that story of the ministry and life of Jesus. And Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. We use that, you know, the, the, the road for the kids. This is actually, the, this journey to Jerusalem takes up a big portion of Luke's Gospel. It started way back in chapter 9. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, and here we are in chapter 19, Spoiler alert, he'll get to Jerusalem by the end of this chapter. (laughs) And he's been traveling from Galilee up in the north and coming down south. And today he gets to Jericho, the last stop before Jerusalem. Jericho is on the Sea of the Dead Plain, which is very low, very dry. And it's only 18 miles basically up the mountains, into the mountains to get to uh, Jerusalem. It's a big climb, but probably only a day or two's walk. Jericho, they tell us, is the oldest inhabited city in the world. They can identify city walls from 8500 BC, which is a long time ago. And um, So Jericho is on the plain in the middle of this, like, harsh desert. Not like Idaho desert, but harsh desert. And there is a spring. So it is an oasis out in the middle of the desert. This is the route that Mary and Joseph would have taken when they went to Jerusalem with Jesus when he was 12. And they're entering Jericho, and Jesus meets Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector and rich. So we know a lot about Zacchaeus. First off, we know he's a Jew. We know that he is part of Jesus' tribe, Jesus' nation. And he was a tax collector, 
which means he worked for the Romans. The Romans had conquered Israel, occupying Israel, and when Rome occupied countries, they really had one primary interest, and that was extracting money, you know, or other helpful stuff. So Zacchaeus was working for the Romans, collecting taxes, getting money for Rome. And this was a job that was 100% commission. So you collected the taxes, plus you collected some more for yourself. And Zacchaeus was rich. So now we know he's good at his job, and he's been at it for a while. Taxes in the ancient world are so different than taxes for us today that sometimes it's hard for me to even make the shift because we pay taxes and we get benefits. We pay taxes and our children are educated and we have good roads and we have good sewage lines and we, um, um, we have you know universal retirement and social security and health care in retirement. So we pay taxes and we get benefits. In the ancient world, they paid taxes, and it was gone. They got no benefits. In fact, their taxes funded the people who were oppressing them. I mean, that's kind of harsh. So fellow Jews did not like tax collectors, even when they were being honest. And so now we know a lot about Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was in the crowd, and he was excited, and he couldn't see, so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree. Now, when I imagine this scene, I always imagine good weather, you know, like today, and like is forecasted tonight for our barbecue and trunk or treat. But, but sometimes I wonder, was it stormy? <laughs> was it drizzling a little, you know, and as an Idahoan, I'm afraid I'm going to melt in the rain? <laughs> Maybe they had similar worries. Well, so Jesus notices Zacchaeus up in the tree and tells him to come down and then says, I'll stay with you. Today, that would be rude. You don't invite yourself to your friend's house. But what Jesus was doing in that world is he was giving Zacchaeus a whole lot of honor, a whole lot of honor. And the people who saw it began to grumble. This is not the first time that the people of God have grumbled because they saw God behaving like God. The Hebrews delivered from slavery. Got delivered from slavery. God defended them from the Egyptians, parted the Red Sea, took them out to the wilderness, and they started grumbling. Because I think all of us, we like God saving us, but we tend to disapprove of God's methodology. And so these folks grumbled against Zacchaeus, and they used that old tried-and-true way of pushing people out. They called him a sinner. And then the action stops. You know, Zacchaeus had run ahead. Zacchaeus had gone up the tree. Jesus had come down from the tree. And now Zacchaeus stood there, it says. Feet planted, no movement. And Zacchaeus says, Lord, half of my possessions I give to the poor. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, I am giving back 
four times as much. I've heard this story a little differently. Perhaps you have too. That Zacchaeus says, I will give half my possessions to the poor, not I am giving half my possessions to the poor. It's a little difference that actually really changes the story. The Greek word is the present tense, which we would say he is giving. Zacchaeus is saying, I am giving half of my possessions to the poor. But sometimes we use the present tense when we really mean, I'm gonna, I intend to. Like when I walk in the dining room after I've told my children to get ready to go and they're sitting at the table reading a book and I say, it's time to get ready to go. And they use a present tense, I am. Not I will, but they're sitting there at the table. <laughs> so if you look at different biblical translations, some say Zacchaeus says I will give. Others say Zacchaeus says I am giving. Well, if it's will give, that means that right there, when, when Zacchaeus lays eyes on Jesus, that that's the moment of conversion, that that's the moment when he becomes a disciple. If it's is giving, that means conversion's already happened. That means Zacchaeus has already heard the stories about Jesus. That those stories about Jesus have made their way to him. He's heard about what Jesus has done. He's heard about Jesus' teachings. That those stories have reached his ears like they have reached our ears. And God had already gotten a hold of Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus had become a disciple. And his life had been transformed to radical generosity. His life had been transformed. And it was a radical generosity. It wasn't just, you know, the 10% tithing plus giving to the poor. He's giving away 50%. This is radical generosity. And then Jesus names it. Today, salvation has come to this house. That salvation transformed Zacchaeus' life because that's what salvation does. It transforms our lives. Zacchaeus was a disciple, and he followed that discipleship pathway where first he, he believed Jesus, he accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Then he followed Jesus. He was changed by Jesus. His life was transformed. And then he joined the mission of Jesus to go and make disciples for the transformation of the world. Now, okay, it actually doesn't say that Zacchaeus went and does, did that. Because we actually don't hear any more about Zacchaeus after this. But I'm thinking he was pretty public about his discipleship. He was pretty excited to lay eyes on Jesus. He was pretty excited about Jesus coming to his house. He was pretty committed to this life of discipleship that had transformed his life. So it just doesn't seem likely to me that he got quiet after that. But instead, that he went on and told others 
told others about these stories about Jesus and these teachings that he had heard and that had changed him. He told others about the transformation in his own life and that he had gone on forming other disciples. The Gospel of Luke was written about 50 years after the death and resurrection of Christ. I wonder if some of the first hearers of that gospel said, yeah, Zacchaeus was the one who told me. Zacchaeus is the one who introduced me to Christ. He's the one who taught me about discipleship. Zacchaeus followed that discipleship pathway that all of us are called to. He became a believer, he became a disciple, and he became a disciple maker. Think about that pathway in your own life. When did you become a believer? When did you discover your evidence for God? Maybe you're still working on it. Maybe you came here this morning hoping that God would reach out to you and show you again that evidence. And when did you become a disciple? When did, when did your following Christ transform your life? Zacchaeus was moved to radical generosity. Generosity looks different with different people. With Zacchaeus, it was giving away half of his possessions. The poor widow in Luke chapter 21, it was two small coins. For my friend Henry, it has been 20 years of retirement caring for homeless folks. For our friend Kathy Gailey, who we mark one year of living without her. It was public service to the city of CUNA, to this church, to the food bank. And then when did you become a disciple maker? When did that mission of Jesus become your mission to make disciples? Who have you apprenticed in this discipleship life? Who right now are you apprenticing, showing the way to discipleship? Jesus came to make disciples and then sent those disciples out to make other disciples. And today, in our reading, he's in Jericho, that last stop before Jerusalem, and we get a glimpse of Zacchaeus the disciple, the one who became a believer, became a disciple, and became a disciple maker. And the truth is the church has not had a great track record of making disciples. We tend to be pretty good at helping people become believers, and then we stop. There was a survey done by Willow Creek uh, several years ago. Willow Creek's like a huge mega church. I can't even remember where, where it is. It's like east of the Continental Divide, which to me is all kind of, you know, 
similar <laughs> as a native Idahoan. So Willow Creek was this huge church, and they did a survey of their membership. And one of the questions was, are we seeing people's lives transformed? And then they were honest about the results, which were, not really. So we have some work to do in the church. The commission Jesus gave us was not to go out and make believers, but to go out and make disciples, which begins with our own discipleship and then forming others to be disciples. And discipleship transforms lives. For Zacchaeus, it was radical hospitality. It was radical, and it is doable. Zacchaeus did it. The saints that I have seen in my life have done it. Zacchaeus called it joyful. Jesus called it salvation. Would you pray with me? Lord God, we ask that those words you spoke to Zacchaeus will be words you speak to us today salvation has come to this house. Lord, we look for the joy of that radical transformation of our lives. We look at the example of Zacchaeus. Lord, we ask you to form us as disciples and to form us as disciple makers. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is preached almost always by our pastor, Reverend Mia Crosswaite. CUNA United Methodist Church is a community on a mission to make disciples for the transformation of the world. To support this podcast and the missional priorities of this church, go to cunaumc.org and click on Give. Any amount helps. And if you're kind enough to share your contact information with us, we'll continually send you things.